It's Thursday and Michigan weather has deemed us into a shitstorm. But uh, yeah, we're still here and this is Knockouts in Three Counts. And I told you, you know, we'd like to keep it one one episode a week where we bring a special guest. And uh, we bring uh, a guest who it's been a while since his last time on the show. But we brought you one, Mr. Tommy Vendetta. How the hell are you doing, brother man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Cold, uh, doing cold. I feel yeah. you. I feel cold, you, man. man. Good, I shoveled man. the driveway one time already, and I was, I'm still defying right now. Yeah, screw this. Yeah, <laughs> see, at this point, I just say fuck it, and that's what the snowblower is for. I'm just saying that's what the snowblower <laughs> yeah, is for. No right. shame in my game. Yeah. Look here, dude. I work at work. I'm gonna get this shit done as quick as possible. And anybody <laughs> who's got something to say, guess what? I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> talking about not giving one, man, you um have got a lot of fucks to have to give here, man, because you've got quite the weekend in Chicago. Um, oh, yeah. First of all, tell me a little bit about, obviously, it's been a while since you've been on the show. Like I said, BCWA was the first time we've had you on, but you've done uh, quite the job at getting yourself out there on your own and separating yourself is more than just a part of DTA, which no disrespect to the DTA boys, because if you guys follow us and have hit that subscribe button, which I don't know why the hell you haven't already done so yet, but facts, you would know that Aaron O'Ryan and the rest of the DTA boys have all been on here at some point or another. So like I say, we uh, have no beef with the DTA boys, but I'm saying you, especially when it comes to like the deathmatch stuff have really kind of, uh, Upped your game. So tell me a little bit about what made you want to cross into that realm of pro wrestling. Uh, to be honest, it was it, it's mostly wanting to be able to to be the best in every aspect of, of wrestling. Uh, like you look at like for me, like some of the best of all time are the guys that can do like these hardcore matches and stuff like that. Like you look at uh, like Mick Foley and guys like him. Thanks. Like that's how like when I was growing up, I was like, okay, that's, that's badass. Like this dude's getting caked in blood, like still getting up and fighting. And like, for me, that, that was kind of where I was like, all right, that, you're like a superhero in that regard. So I think that's what like made me kind of want to get into it was just seeing if I could number one, do it and see if I could hang with some of the best. Um, and, and then to see if I could excel from there and, and just be better and better and better at every aspect of it. And then basically every aspect of wrestling, like intergender tag, like I want to be the best at everything. I like it, dude. Well, and that brings up a good question that I wanted to ask too. I mean, obviously we're going to talk a little bit about what you've got going on deathmatch wise is you're going to be going to war for the American deathmatch title, but I mean, yes, do you find it hard to kind of do you find it hard to kind of bounce back and forth in between the two? Because I've seen you do your thing and just straight up uh, pro wrestling stuff and you can do your thing there, too. So do you find it hard to kind of like cross back and forth in the different uh, in the different styles as far as pro wrestling goes? 
Uh, I would say it's like a, a kind of different mentality, but it's the same mentality. Like, like you're still going out there. You're still basically beating the other dude's ass until you get the win. And it just, it's, it's layers of brutality. I think that you, you have to be able to like know when to, when to bring more, know when to bring less. Um, it is yeah, for like a, like a mental aspect of it. Like the, the preparation of going into a normal match or a death match, like mentally is, is completely different. Like normal match. I'm just like, ah, all right, let's, let's go and do this. Like with a death match, I'm like, all right, let's, let's try not to die. Let's try not to do this. Let's try not to do that. I really don't want to piss my mom off. So let's maybe not do that. <laughs> so like, you can't piss mom off. <clears throat> no, nah, not mama vendetta. She, she whoops hey, ass. You think a death match is bad. Piss mom off. Yeah, that's yeah. big facts Bro, right there. I mean, you're not yeah. lying. Like my mom has question. punched one of my teachers before, so I can totally <laughs> Corey yeah, can attest to this. Too. Like my mom does not fuck around, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got a I got a question trying to piggyback off of Kyle's question there. So your very first taste of a deathmatch scenario going into something like that, there's really no preparation for that, right? Am I right? <sighs> <laughs> no, I, I I was completely lost. Uh, my my first death match I, I think would have been against uh, Jimmy Lloyd, and uh, that's a hell of a way to start. Shit. No, no, genuinely, credit to him. He, he was a great dude. He he was he was awesome to to work with and be able to uh, to like get ushered into that that world by a by a legend essentially like that. <laughs> so it, it was really cool experience, and it helped me kind of like see like what the top guys are doing in that aspect and how they like, how they lay everything out and, and go out there and just destroy everything. Like it, it, it was really cool. It was like a mind boggling experience. Yeah. Come on, on the other side of that, it probably changed your life. I would imagine. Oh dude, I was never the same. I walked around like my dick just smacked my na- ankles, dude. I was like, what's up y'all. <laughs> yeah, Yo, dude. look, Jimmy Lloyd and Sabu were going hard when I was in Vegas uh, with Mega Ran for um, SummerSlam because we saw him and Janela and Alley Catch and all those guys. So I'm just going to say Jimmy Lloyd is uh, a treat, whether you see him in a ring or you see him outside the ring. That's not even tipping him into the water. Baptism (laughs) by fire, bro. You're dipping your nuts right in, dude. Jesus. Yeah, man. You got to dive right in. Yeah, if you're going for it, go for it. For sure. Send sure. it. <laughs> hey, man, what up, Donald? I see you in the comments, man. Like I said, I knew hey. you were going to be in here. You said you had a lot of stuff you wanted to ask, so fire them away in the comments. You know I will let them go. Well, That's let's my talk boy little... right there. I know, man. Donald is uh, – look, Donald's if man, you man. ever were going to like start like a Tommy Vendetta like Enterprise Club, like Donald needs to be like the president of that shit. Oh, dude, 100%. Just say it. 100%. Hey, man, we got all the love in the world for Donald Holland, always showing love on uh, knockouts and three counts and all that stuff. For um, sure. Hey, man, for real. Um, but Chicago, let's talk about Chicago. Um, yeah. I saw a little bit of what happened at the last Ruthless Pro Show. Um, you're going to be going to war with Hoodfoot. Now, we all got to see Hoodfoot uh, in person mm-hmm. at GCW at Harpo's. Now, Corey... You have self-admittedly said multiple times on this show that GCW has been your favorite out of the ones you've been to. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, this son of a bitch was there the night that uh, Punk returned, 
uh, at AEW, and he still enjoyed War Games better. So that tells you I'm not just I, blowing smoke I come in when he said he from, enjoyed it. I come in from a from an MMA side. Let, let's preference all that. I know most of the fans know to this point, but to let you know, I come in from the MMA side. So being that that being said, I appreciated the crowd. I appreciated the hype. But the matches at GCW were just so much more entertaining. It was just like it was night and day. It really was. It was just, it was way more entertaining. And I, being the uh, the scrub that I am, I fit in better in places like that where it's uh, others scrubby people drinking their beers and then enjoying their uh, Friday slash Saturday night. And I felt like that was that was the perfect place for it. And since then, I have went to their two uh, Detroit. Uh, outings i guess you could call it and uh both of which were very entertaining as well so oh yeah so what are your thoughts on him taking on hoodfoot he put on an hoodfoot this being put on a very entertaining match uh in our last one so anytime you see anybody going into these death matches man it's just a full commitment and you've seen him kind of take his first ventures into it with gcw if i'm not mistaken and uh he did very good so uh, I'm I'm excited for what the matchup brings for sure. I hate to be the guy that's got to clean up the ring after that. We were at GCW and we took a few pictures and I had one with the guy at the end of the event. It was us in front of the ring and the guy was sweeping. I could see blood in front of him. There's glass. There's this shit everywhere. I'm like, dude, that, that's the guy right there. That, that, no, that, they the troopers. Hero. They're that's the troopers, man. Right that cleanup crew is putting in some overtime for sure. Like every every single time once the show's wrapping up, that's a, one of the things that kind of we, me and Kyle doing the show, we try to get some pictures in and stuff like yeah. that. And every time it's just a push broom with just lapping over the top of just broken glass. I mean, hell, you know, <laughs> talking about Ruthless Pro, I mean, the first show I watched, I mean, past guests of the show, Rain West had a fucking potted plant in the middle of the ring. So, I mean, you had about anything you can think of at a Ruthless Pro show. So, how are you feeling about Ruthless Pro's debut in Chicago and Hoodfoot? You know, like, where are you at mentally with this one? You know it's going to be a war, but, uh, I mean, obviously you're not going to give away your game plan, but, I mean, that's a big bitch to go in and fight with. Oh, I mean, I'll give away my game plan because I'm not scared <laughs> of Hoodfoot. My, my game plan is essentially to just go in there Hit him with some switch, some sweet shit. Try not to get hit, and and <laughs> walk out with a W. To quote, to to paraphrase Nate Diaz, right. that's essentially hey, my plan. Hey. That's what I like well, to I hear. So okay, let's lead into that a little bit, though. Are you a big MMA fan? Are you watching uh, UFC regular oh, yeah. and all that good stuff? All oh, right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. So then we've got some stuff to talk about with you, Mr. <laughs> Vendetta. Um, oh, yeah. Because some pretty gnarly shit is getting ready to go down this Saturday. You know, you got that bare-knuckle mania going down. Um, Mike Perry and Julian Lane is about to be a train wreck of the <laughs> highest degree. If you saw the damn yeah. press conference today, they liter- my man had a bat in his hand, like a legit <laughs> bat in his hand. So it's going to be a good one. Who do you got in that one? Do you think Mike Perry gets him or do you think Julian Lane gets him? Mike Perry all day. That's my boy right there, dude. I'm a Mike Perry guy. The only thing I worry about is he's going to need a new nose again after this. You may be right. You may be right. (laughs) 
You know, I mean, once you get tattooed on your face, I don't I, think you really give a fuck I anymore. Forgot. Like, uh, true. Until you mentioned that, I forgot about his nose just being completely like inverted into his eye sockets, basically. Yeah, dude, he's got I that mean, squid. He's got that Squidward nose, dude. That's what oh, he's got. Man. I forgot yeah. all about that. That was like <laughs> one of the most vicious nose injuries. Oh my lord. And you're not lying. I don't know how that plastic's going to hold up to a bare knuckle, that's for sure. Dude, that's <laughs> uh, going to be a rough one, man. That being said, man, it, bare knuckle's always fun. They got a ton of cards or a ton of good, great fights oh, yeah. being like their showcase event of the year. And uh, this being like the, the main – it's not the main event, but it's like their main showcase bout. It's definitely it's the one their I'm version of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Knucklemania, well, damn it. Well, what I was Knuckle trying to mania. get to is this isn't their this isn't the event of the card. This is their, like, showcase bout. And it's definitely yeah. the one I'm most excited for. And, oh, 100%. Uh, it's either Let Me Bang or fucking Platinum Perry. So either way, you can't really go wrong in this fight, man. It's going to be entertaining as fuck. But I do agree with you, I think. Uh, and let's not forget on. Chad Mendez is on this motherfucker. Right? Yo, and, and that dude is all sorts of gassed up right now my god i'm <laughs> really lying. excited to see what happens with chad mendez because unfortunately i love chad mendez but bro he muffed up my boy i was supposed to be training with past guests of the show miles fury jury right now but uh i totally forgot and then it snowed and so uh yeah i'm not at the gym right now hence we are still doing the show <laughs> So, like I said, <laughs> like I said, planner, I, hell yeah, dude. I, I mean, dude, you know, one of these days, knockouts and three counts is going to blow up, and then I'm going to really need a planner. But like I said, um, Chad Mendez stepping into a bare-knuckle FC ring is really interesting to me because that dude yeah. has dynamite in his fucking hands. So I feel I, like I just wonder, my thing is, and I wonder what your guys' thoughts are, what do you think about, do you think his hands are going to be able to take the damage, though? Because that's a lot different than even MMA gloves, okay? He's still training, and it's the first time he's done bare knuckle, and a dude that hits that hard, Corey, right or wrong, you were at my last boxing fight. For a guy who's small, I hit hard. Now, imagine... Me trying to hit the damn thing like you saw that fight, or Chad Mendez, who's way better than me, blasting somebody in the fucking mouth a bunch of times with bare knuckle. Yeah. I mean, that's no, my he, question like for this fight. Said, he'll fuck hands, his knuckles up. Yeah, I'm just the, saying the hands are definitely at risk in this fight. Uh, I hope because uh, he's not throwing soft. Like he I might throw he, a few yeah. to find range, but dude, once that fight pops off, there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell he's throwing bombs. Yeah, I was going to say, with the dynamite that he has uh, normally behind those hands, I really hope he... Uh, Donald's saying he wouldn't fight Chalbeck. Wow. The backhand of that, the backside of that hand, because he's going to need it, man. He's going to be throwing those hands with uh, some real fight. Oh, yeah. I'd imagine. And what is most curious to me, right, is Bare Knuckles done a fairly good job of building up their promotion. They've put on some really entertaining fights for what they've been able to, you know, accumulate with the roster and stuff up to this point. And uh, for them to put him up against, to put Chad Mendez in his debut up against a 
acclaimed rapper and stuff like that. That's what's the most curious part to me. They just want him to if... knock him the fuck out. That's all that is. <laughs> like, what do you mean? That's what, that's what my point was getting to is I don't know if we're going to see where it gets to the point where Chad Mendes' hands are fucked up or anything like that because more than likely, and unless it just plays out in some miracle way, Chad Mendes is probably going to steamroll him. Yeah. Hey, man, Donald's over here coming with the heat in the comments saying he didn't want to fight John Shaw back out of here. So I'm just saying, he's saying Mendez is already picking fights. So I don't know, man. Chad Mendez is a bad son bitch. But Tommy Vendetta. All right, we've talked a little bit about RPW. But, man, you know, you said that you had some shit to get off your chest. You've got two wars that you're walking into. So... We talked. You already said you're not scared of Hoodfoot, but I mean that's a hell of a thing. Now, these shows—they're not—they're both the same day, or they de- are they separate on the same weekend? Same day, same dude. Day. That, that's it. what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. So he said, "Fuck it, it all, YOLO." Dude, tell me about that. Where is your head at with the whole thing? You know, we talked RPW against Hoodfoot, but I mean, then to go into a fatal, uh, fatal five-way, four-way fight. For uh, the deathmatch title, I mean, son of a bitch, dude, you're going to not be walking very good uh, after next week. <laughs> nah, man, I, I got Darren McCarty's THC CBD gummies. I'll be fine, Woo! man. <laughs> guest of the show, D-Mac. Yeah. Check that out. Shout out my boy, D-Mac. Uh, <laughs> but no, nah, man, I'm, I'm honestly, this has like, been a weekend I've been looking forward to since I knew it was going to be like same day even. Because then even the next day I got Horror Slam right after it. Um, so I do the two shows on the 26th and then I have another death match on the 27th with Chuck Stein. Um, but I, I'm, I'm genuinely like, for me, this is, this is like, everybody talks about like breakout moments and stuff like that. Like, I don't even consider this like a breakout moment. This is like a fuck you. I've been here moment for me. Cause I, I the, the whole hype of this so far, it, it's always been like, Oh shit. Tommy's challenging Hoodfoot. Oh shit. Like it's a big surprise type thing. And, and I, I get Hoodfoot had the breakout year and all that. And no, no, no disrespect to my boy Hoodfoot, you know, mm-hmm. no disrespect. But you, you're going to be called the breakout star of the year after the type of year that I had in 2021. So he kind of unwillingly had a target painted on his back. And that's just what that's about. But then to go into to ICW right after that and, and be in the American Deathmatch uh, championship match. Uh, genuinely, I didn't. I didn't think that that would be a thing for me. I'm. I'm zero and two at ICW. You know, everybody's looking at it like I'm. Again, I'm the underdog type thing. Like nobody thinks that I got what it takes to beat these guys and stuff. These are all dudes who've been there and stuff, and I've only been there twice, type of thing. So a lot of people are going to be shocked when at the end of the match, and my hand's the one that's getting raised. But the one person that's not going to be shocked. It's going to be me because it's the same thing I just said earlier. It's my fuck you, I've been here moment. That's pretty much it, man. Energy, That's my man. mentality. You know what you need to yeah. do? Just, just go to that hood foot match. Once you guys get all bloody and shit, just take that video and just walk right into the the, the fatal four-way death match. Like, fuck everybody. That's what I'm yep. talking about. Don't even change. Same blood. Let's just go, man. <laughs> For sure, dude. That was the plan, dude. Hell yeah. Hype over here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting no death match. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I'm getting hyped for you. For you. <laughs> for you. I, I, I have a feeling, though. 
dealing with a weekend scheduled like with uh, what you got ahead of you, man. You're going to be uh, acquiring some new scars over the weekend. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm prepared. I got a bunch of I got a bunch of hot glue and new skin. We're all good. <laughs> Dude. I can you know, I've only used new skin for like fucking my thumbs up bowling, and this dude's talking about new skin when he's about to be like covered in his own blood. Nah, dude, Fuck all that. Real, real talk, that shit works. I had a big ass gouge on my back one time. I just had I had my girlfriend pinch it shut, and then I and spray it with some new skin. Dude, it's I mean I got a scar, but I was a like, man. Don't need stitches. <laughs> right, all right. All right. So just because you just because you went there. <laughs> Worst worst cut you ever acquired, match or otherwise, and what did it come from? Uh, I have I have a scar like right on the the corner of my hairline, um, and that one actually came surprisingly enough from my last match against Chuck Stein. Uh, he I got cracked with a light tube, and it just cut on it cut a certain way and got me real good and. Um, I actually genuinely throughout the match, like any time I was on the offense, I was like looking in the crowd to see if I could find one of my boys. And I was like, Hey, 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 does this look like it needs stitches? (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) and then, yeah, no, pretty much. (laughs) And then, uh, actually after that match, shout out Brutus Atwell. Um, he, he helped me get cleaned up. I pretty much just, uh, I had him pour like a gallon of water on my head. And then uh, I basically just like took like a bunch of like rubbing alcohol and like soaked myself in that. Ooh. And then uh, he he took Fuck like a band aid, put it on me, and like just wrapped my whole head. And I was like, I was good to go. I drove myself home. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little rubbing alcohol in Neo's corn made you all the better. That's all oh, dude! Grab somebody in the crowd, like, hey, you pinch this shut for me. I can rub this. Yeah, just hold, like hold some real Mick Foley, Terry <sighs> Funk type shit, bro. I'm just <laughs> Um, outside of that, I've, I mean, I have, I've had a couple of cuts on my back and stuff. The only other one that was like bad, uh, I had one on my arm. I didn't even realize I had a cut there cause I have tattoos on my arm. So it kind of blended in with like all of the ink and stuff. I know the feeling, then, bro. <laughs> dude, yeah. So, so I get home, I'm in the shower and I'm like soaping up and then I just like ripped a piece of my skin off and I was like, Whoa, Okay. That's a thing now. That sucks. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I've genuinely, I've been lucky. I haven't needed to go and get stitches yet, knock on some wood. But you know, I've I've been pretty lucky so far. Hey, man. What's what's the craziest thing you've ever used in a death match as a weapon? Oh, geez. Um. Craziest thing that everyone thinks was like the craziest thing, but it wasn't that that like horrible. Uh, was a board with uh, like sprite cans that got cut in half, and then they glued those to the board. Oh, wow. uh, I thought it was gonna suck, and, and they just kind of like <laughs> collapsed. Like I got a couple of pretty good cuts from them, but like nothing crazy. Uh, craziest thing for me. I would say I, I mean, it's crazy just for like the aspect of like the visual of it. I, I gave a belly to back, uh, to Murdoch into a box of light tubes Mm -hmm. and the cloud of dust and the amount of glass that shot everywhere. That was probably like one of the craziest moments of my deathmatch career where I was in the match. I hit it and I was just like, Whoa, (laughs) 
<laughs> All righty then. Did I just see that right? Donald said a razor board. Oh, yeah. You know, that yeah, is probably one said, of the crazier oh, ones. Man. Man, Don, Don oh, shit. I forgot about, about that one. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're <laughs> not kidding. You board. are not kidding. Like, you know, this episode was really easy because, you know, like we always do, if you follow us at KO3C Pod, which I don't know why the hell you're not, but. We always give you the opportunity to throw out any questions because, as you saw with our Uncle Chase episode, some of those questions sometimes get us in trouble. Uh-oh. Uh, but uh, anyways, Uh-oh. we we made friend we made friends with that one. But um, that uh, like I said, dude, Donald is like the DTA, like fucking. I don't know. Like he's like he's like your guy. He's been down about. since day one, man. Like, he's I been mean, down since day one. Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't. I've said it on really the show a couple times now to this point. He's got to be the single most connected, and most like down to earth, and pushing the guys that he cares about. He's always trying to get them on shows, get guys on our show. Get he's he's doing so much kind of networking for people that he wants to see do better in their mm-hmm. career. So. No, hundred percent, man. Like, he he genuinely uh, is is a big part of why like guys like me, guys like Alex Weir are are starting to get more notoriety on Twitter because he's just constantly on people. Before I was in uh, ICW, he was like on them all the time, and then they just hit me up one day and they were like, "Hey, what's good? You want to do it?" And I was like, "For sure, for sure, yeah." Um, but no, like genuinely, just dude, like, no, dude, he he drives more than some of these wrestlers, man. man. Let me tell you, like, he he 1100 miles in a weekend, I'd say so. Yeah, dude, genuinely, like, one of of the most down to earth families that, like, I personally know. They're constantly, like, anytime they're coming to shows, they're hitting us up, like, hey, do you guys have energy drinks for like your ride home and stuff? Like, genuinely like good people like i try when i traveled to florida uh he venmoed me like 25 bucks to grab a drink at the airport so i like genuinely the the amount of times where like wrestling kind of hits you and weighs you down and beats you down a little bit and then you have a guy like don holland that'll just like boom does something out of the blue and it's like damn it's 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 really cool to know that there's people like that in the world uh, I'm very appreciative that he he's in my life. That real hey, support. Shout out to D Holland, man. Like nah, I said, for sure, man. Hey, man, he's the one that uh, told uh, D Mac he wanted to see him out here on the show. Like I said, man, mm-hmm. uh, Donald has been a big supporter of knockouts <laughs> and three counts. So shout out to Donald. But Hell back yeah. to you. Something Donald wanted us to talk with you about is there's been a lot of talk about a match with you and a guy named Joel Bateman. So tell me tell me what your thoughts are on a match with Mr. Bateman. And uh, tell me, do you see as much uh, awe and prestige to this one as everybody else seems to have at the thought of you guys banging? I, I would love to. Um, just, just watching, like, his body of work and what he's able to do, the, the dude is genuinely – crazy as a motherfucker which i love that and and i think me and him get into that ring you you might want to have some blood bags on the side because because we may be losing a little bit too much blood in that one um i genuinely think you put us in that ring it would be money like he he's one of the best 
in his area. I'm one of the best in my area. Like, let's see who the best is out of the two. Cause it's going to be me at the end of the day. I don't care what anybody says. I, I, just, feel, I, I, I don't stay he down. Scared of shit. He ain't scared of nobody. I got to I, I sense that. No, nah. I'm like, he's saying, line them up and he'll knock them down. If you ask me. He got, hey, I, I mean, I'll line him up and knock his ass down. That's what, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> he said, Dude, scared money. Nothing. Don't make no money. Bring your oh, ass man. from Australia and catch these hands, man. Now, Mr. Bateman, if you hear this, this door <laughs> is wide open for your retort. But like I said, I, for one, am here for the action. So like I said, I am looking forward to seeing that happen and talking about the action. Another thing that's going down, and we've talked a lot about this place with uh, multiple guests of the show, and even some of your fellow uh, DTA brethren who also will be uh, making the trip to Dallas, Texas with us. So uh, you might want to stay tuned. You might see a workout with, I don't know, me and Isaiah Broner and, I don't know, PCO. I don't know. Check out the blog that's coming from (laughs) Dallas. Like I said, who the fuck knows what's going to happen when I end up in Dallas? And guess what? Devin's going to be there with us all along with the homie Megaran. So who knows what the fuck we're going to see happening in Texas. That being said, tell me your thoughts on uh, Paradigm and a match with you and a guy named Jack Crane, dude. Oh, I, you know, man, I uh, genuinely, um, I, I, I have a lot of respect for that dude. Just watching everything that he's done over the last couple of years and like. He, even before my time. And so like, he, he, he is one of the craziest dudes out there. He's one of the most willing dudes out there. Um, it just all around nice guy. Like when you talk to him in the back, he's always nice. Uh, but the second you get out there, you know, like he, he'll bloody you up real quick. Um, so I, I would, I definitely look forward to it, man. I, I mean, dude, Paradigm, these dudes are getting down and getting at it. Like I said, I've been uh, I've been watching that, also seeing fellow past guests of the show, Myron Reed, do his thing over there, too, man. It's been a lot of guys doing their thing over at Paradigm, and uh, mm-hmm. the boys from DTA have been making uh, their mark over there. Well, tell me about that, dude. Like, that's one thing that's funny to me with DTA, man. Like, I love DTA, but out of all, like, the – I don't even know what you would call you guys, like the stable faction group, whatever you call it. Um, we just a band dude, of killers. <laughs> I was going to say, but you motherfuckers fight as much within yourselves as you do outside of it. I mean, dude, you guys are definitely a bunch of killers because y'all be scrapping like brothers do, you know, within DTA. So tell me a bit about DTA, man, because I've been seeing you guys popping up everywhere, and that goes for – you, that goes for Isaiah Broner, that goes for Jack Price, Aaron O'Ryan, Alex Weir. You guys are, you know, Adam Wick, you guys are all doing your thing. So tell me about it. No, yeah, for sure, man. Um, all of it, uh, I'd like everything that I have, everything that Alex has, Adam, like Aaron will constantly try and be humble about it, but we owe absolutely everything to that dude. Um I started training and I was, I was pretty good and, and and like picking up on things real good. Uh, but the second I started working with Aaron, that's when it like brought my stuff to the next level. And then I level up and level up and level up. And and that's pretty much what, what, what DTA has always been about. If you ask Aaron, um, it was bringing in 
the guys that you saw that potential in that you saw were going to be that next big thing and helping them achieve it quicker than anybody else. And like, I feel like, especially for me and Alex, even Isaiah too, um, when you look at all the success that's been coming to, to especially Isaiah, Alex is getting a lot more, more notice now. Um, and then same thing for me. Uh, like I'm four years in, uh, Isaiah's four years in, I think Alex is, is, uh, four or five years in and, and like Isaiah's flying out to Texas almost like every other month for, for shows. He, he's traveling all the way. He's traveling to Ohio for shows like this dude, he's getting out there and he's getting noticed. And, and same thing with Alex. Like every time that Alex is at a spot, he, he goes out, shows out and shows up. And that's just always been like the DTA way. It's been fuck what everybody says. I don't. I don't care who they say the best is. We're just gonna go out there. We're gonna prove that whoever you think is the best, they're not because we're the best. And that's why for one of the longest times we always used to say that we're above the rest because we just are. We we work harder. We 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 train harder. Like every aspect of the business, we're, we're putting in an effort that that sets us apart from other people and i think that's where that's where a lot of the bitterness from people comes in when when they want to put they want to get that notoriety and that same fame and that same notice but they ain't want they don't want to put that work in they don't want to put the sacrifices in like aaron and i for a long time we would we would be on the road from friday through sunday like we would drive to canada and then the next day we would be or the day before that we were coming back from kansas and then we'd be going to another show like we we would put in them them hours before covid and that was part of the reason why we started to like really creep up into the conversation of like one of those tag teams that people are like oh that's one of the better tag teams out there on the indies uh and it just goes back to us being above the rest that's that's plain and simple that's it I can personally vouch for that because I was in Texas at Pele Pro Wrestling. Now, shout out to the homie Kyle Hessler, past guest of the show out here, Pele Pro. Um, I knew Isaiah was coming the month before he showed up because I was there, and he goes, hey, I'm thinking about bringing out this guy, you know, that you already had on your show. And, like, dude, I am loving seeing all of you guys, you know, spreading your wings and going different places, man. It's cool. Because the thing is, dude, like, that's why, you know, when you look at, like, the nucleus of our show, that's why you'll see guys that are from on their way up to guys that are in the WWE and AEW and UFC and Bellator and regional scene and amateur guys. And, I mean, I feel like there's so many different spots and ways from guys coming in in whether it's wrestling mma boxing whatever it is man but seeing all that stuff that's what keeps it fresh that's what keeps it cool and i mean to see you guys out here grinding and hustling it's cool because we're out here doing the same thing so to be along the same lines and ending up at the same shows dude it's dope to see you guys out there hopefully we'll see you (laughs) two down there at uh wrestlemania weekend with us I mean, Hopefully uh, it's uh it's either there or it's uh New Jersey for me WrestleMania weekend because I know ICW staying in New Jersey uh so we'll we'll see if I'm if I'm obligated to be there because I'm holding the American Deathmatch Championship at that point. 
That, that would be a very valuable reason. I mean, it, we could be putting out precursors. <laughs> I mean, what does Paul Heyman say to them? Or spoilers? Isn't that what that is? Mm-hmm. Hey, see what you did there. But uh, speaking of know, those man. things, dude. Manifestation. Know, um, you know? Why is my... Man, the, the stupid Siri is trying to talk for me all of a sudden. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> um, but uh, now that Siri's done talking, uh, she wanted her five minutes of fame. Fuck you. Uh, but uh, with that being said, tell me about your match. You talked about Mr. Chainsaw Pro. Tell me about uh, you and Justin Kyle, dude, because that's uh, that's a pretty interesting matchup to me. Well, to be honest, it, it's kind of this is the one that I do actually have something to prove. You know, I, I, I ended last year losing my MCPW championship back to Jamal. Um, and since there, there's no automatic rematch clause or anything like that, you start basically back at the bottom. So you got to work your way back up. And, uh, I thought I was going to start the year off a little bit better than I, than I did. Aaron ended up, uh, getting a, a slick little veteran move rolled up on me. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I pretty much just went into it and said, uh, I'm not. I'm not losing three in a row. It's, it's not happening. I haven't lost. This this is the first two losses I've ever taken at, at Mr. Chainsaw, and I'm not about to. Uh, I'm not about to have a third. And I wanted the biggest, the baddest, the meanest, the toughest, and and I got that in Justin Kyle. And I mean, that, he he's a tough dude. Like I'm not gonna do, not taking anything away from him. Like he is. He's gonna be a hard nut to crack, but. Nobody's that tough once you pile drive them onto some cement. I like it. Fuck punching them in the mouth. We're going straight to the pile driver on the cement. The pile driver on the cement. That's what I'm talking about. Very effective. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just ask Terry Funk. I mean, it's just like a table that don't break. Yep. <laughs> hey, dude, I still don't want no smoke with Terry Funk. I don't give a fuck how, how old he is, dude. But, Hell no, dude. <laughs> yeah, with all that being said, <laughs> with all that being said, let's talk about something else uh, off of uh, you know matchups you got coming up. You know something that a lot of people have liked in uh, past shows, whether it's pro wrestlers, whether it's MMA guys, whether it's boxers, you know, whatever have come on. We got this segment we like to call locker room etiquette. Now, these things can be pet peeves. These things can be things that annoy you. These things can be advice for young guys that come in. We've had everything from wash your balls to keep your baby mama out the locker room. Bring your own wrist tape. Bring your own squirt bottle. Uh, what was the one that Silas used? Jay Bone. What? What was? Oh, he said, "Don't uh, get." Was it? Don't get too comfortable. Don't get too. That comfortable. was it. He said, yeah. "Don't get too comfortable." That's sound advice. That is sound advice. All right. Uh, so if you got any of them, what would it be? For me, I like to wash your balls. Um, <laughs> for me, it's 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 funny. Probably that it's one, funny you don't catch but, uh, staff that way. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but it's, uh, I, I would just say wash your gear. There, there's a lot of dudes who will do like long weekends and just not wash their gear for any of it. And they just, by, by Sunday's show, they come into the locker room and they open their bag and it's like getting punched in the face by a smell. So, I mean, that's, that's probably my biggest one would be even, even if you do a smell test at home and you're like, it's not that bad. The second you start sweating, it's going to get worse. 
So, mm-hmm. so wash that shit when you get home. Even if it's like, if you, if you like have one show and then you wait like two days and wash it, then like just wash it before your next show. That's it. Like that is, oh, that's my biggest pet peeve. I hate rounding a corner in a locker room and just being like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. I can't even like, I can't even bag on that. And we've talked about this multiple times on the show, but like, I am like the biggest proponent for that because that's how first jujitsu tournament I ever had, dude. Guys, geese smelled so bad I almost threw up on the mat before we ever started. And I, and I wasn't gonna and I wasn't gonna forfeit, dude. You know what I mean? Like, no, you can't. You can't. Not gonna forfeit. Homie got me in a triangle, so you're. Oh, just in those nuts. You're just up in those nuts, huh? How does that go? Let's say you throw up on them. What what is that? Is that considered? That's some a, kind of there goes. I think that's a. I think that's a. It's an automatic victory. There it goes. Froze up. See, it froze up like staff got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kyle, dude, they Kyle, so tried I, to call disqualification for a power bomb. So. Wait, so you got disqualified. You got I, I, I want to know what would happen. They tried to disqualify me for power bombing the guy. Because they said that I should, I wasn't allowed to slam him, but I was like, well, you should have told him to wash his gi because I got a fucking staph infection from the shit. Now, like, it doesn't matter. Corey can attest to this, correct or wrong. When we, when I go to the gym from now on, can I leave the gym without taking a shower? Or at least I have to go right yeah. home to take a shower. Yeah, yeah. Right or wrong. Yeah. I literally yeah. can't. Like, especially if it's jujitsu, I'm not leaving that motherfucker without it a shower. Or if I have to. Dude, I, <laughs> I'm just saying. That shit I feel sucked. that. And, uh, I feel that. Somebody needs to tell motherfuckers to wash your shit. But now that we're talking about jujitsu, man, I now that I know you're an MMA guy, I got to get your thoughts. Did you watch UFC 271? What were your thoughts on the card, and uh, where do you think we go from here? Uh, I didn't get to watch it live. I got to watch like clips of it uh, playback. Um, from here, oh, good eighty bucks. I would say, shit, <laughs> well, yeah, dude. I would say uh, <laughs> for for. For Tied to Avasa, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the 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 logical next step for him would be a contender fight. Like, uh, I mean, Cyril Gaon is right there coming I off mean, of a that's loss. That's a great fight. Um, so I mean, you got you got all of that those avenues. Um, I honestly have no idea who who's next for Stylebender. That dude has basically ran it's got to be cannoneer next though because cannoneer had that gnarly ass yeah knockout. yeah so it's got to be cannoneer next yeah yeah i would say yeah but i mean i still I, I don't even think he's gonna come close to touching is he like it, that dude is just different levels uh, above dudes it, it, it's fucking nuts man i'm a big i'm a big fan of whitaker but uh one thing that he lacked in that fight was any real fight ending power and that's the mm-hmm. one thing that Jared Cannonier does bring is he brings that's true. significant fight ending power where to the point where Derek Lewis or not Derek Lewis, uh, Derek Brunson was winning mm-hmm. that fight like substantially, like clearly had him hurt multiple occasions. Oh, yeah. And, everything. and then all it took was Cannonier to land a couple good shots. Next thing you know, he landed a hard elbow and basically the fight was done from there. 
And, oh yeah, and that's, dude, he was that's bouncing his fucking head off to the ground, dude. Like, yeah, and that's bomb, that's dude. the difference. Where I feel Izzy does still have a couple of people he could face, and the like the cannoneer and stuff like that. Because it, depending on which version we see, if he's at a hundred percent cannoneer, being he he definitely poses some uh, risk for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, there's but always. I'm the just risk. gonna say this for one second. One second with cannoneer, you know. First of all, all respect to Cannoneer, but fuck you, Cannoneer, because I would have won $127 because the other two legs of my parlay went just how I said it was going to, and Derek Brunson, if he would have just done the job, we'd have been all right, and he was doing the job, and then he just like went Incredible Hulk and said, fuck you and your couch and all of it. So yeah, shout out to Jared Cannonier, but damn it, he's I like one big muscle, 127 dude. bucks. Well, dude, dude, you're not Jared, kidding. He's Jared like Cannonier is ridiculous, dude. Like I, I just remember watching that dude walk somebody down in the octagon, hands down at his side. I was just like, dude, you know how ballsy you gotta be. That's like, that's a professional <laughs> fighter, dude. Like, and he's just like, what's up, dude? What's up? How are you? I was like, all right then, you're, dude. I was like, you're bro. not kidding. And the thing is, he's coming down from 205 to 185, so that dude's just like... Well, he was a heavyweight originally. Yeah, wasn't he a heavyweight at first? Yeah. Dude, he's back to the gills, just like... like, Dude, that's like the guy that if you were ever in prison, you just don't want to fight him on the yard. Oh, no, dude. I I kill myself. Like, fuck you, dude. I can't lose five pounds, let alone fucking 30, 40... Jesus, Dude. and look like that though. Day, Lose that you. much weight and look like that though. It's you look like, like one of a big bitch. walking even muscle. You, dude. That's just even him. when you go back and look at like his heavyweight uh, fights and such, he wasn't really like like the tie to Avasa type of like heavyweight or nothing. He, didn't, nah, he, wasn't he was loose and fabby or nothing. He was like already well built. Yeah, dude. Like so for him, I don't ever see a lifetime and... in which he looks like that unless Jared Cannonier said "fuck life." But even at "fuck life," I feel like he still would be in some kind of shape. <laughs> no, dude, he'd Just still have like a four pack. Yeah. Just for yeah. him to work his way down the way he did through the weight classes and maintain that muscle butt mass and that build that he has is just—it's impressive. No, it's incredible. Yeah, you're not kidding, dude. And like to I be said, able to one keep big that muscle. Size. He's just one. Well, yeah. <laughs> speaking well, of that, the other thing I wanted to ask you guys about with UFC 271 is coming out of that. I mean, a guy who I like and I feel like would do well in pro wrestling. I mean. Bobby Green is stepping in on a short notice to fight Islam Makachev. Dude, that's my fucking dog, man. Talk about a tough matchup, though, on short notice of all. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's tough. It's tough, but Bobby Green's a savage, bro. He, If anybody could do it on short notice, it would be him. Yeah. I mean, if he's coming off the momentum he had this past weekend, dude. He put on a, a fucking showing. Dude, him just him Incredible. just pointing to the ground. I was just like, yeah. yeah. I wish I could credit who I seen posted the, the Twitter post, but somebody had noted Bobby Green's got the perfect style to beat Islam, hands down, and good punch. Like he it, basically making fun of how he's always got his hands like straight to his hips, man, and it's. I hope the best for him because, to your point, man, I'm a big fan of Bobby Green, man. But that's a tough matchup, like, especially after it's tough. Five it's rounds, tough. but it, like it doesn't get okay. Much here's the thing, though. Like 
But that's a good payday, though. Mm-hmm. Well, Make that money. right. Here's Make the thing. Money. If Bobby Green's manager is worth the shit, you got to think that there's got to be some kind of incentives. There's got to be some kind of like major bonuses or something oh, yeah. for him stepping up to take this fight. And like past guests of the show and a guy you hear, I don't know, every Monday night on Monday Night Raw, past guests of the show, Jimmy Smith was saying, I mean, think about it. Even if Bobby Green goes in there and Makachev just fucking Russian Khabib bear guys, uh, you know, Bobby yeah. Green, I mean, does it really hurt him that bad? Because if no, Bobby Green goes in there and does Bobby Green's thing, he stepped up on it. Hey, we appreciate all of you guys liking the video. We appreciate it. Please like, share, subscribe, hey. hit some comments, all that yep. good shit. We need it. If you guys are new here, make sure you uh, hit that like button so you see us every Tuesday and Thursday. But, uh, yeah, dude, I feel like like we've been talking about, that's like the theme of this show. Scared, scared money don't money make don't. no money. Yeah. And I feel like Bobby Green said, you know yeah, what, I damn it, it, I ain't getting any younger, and I'm shooting my shot, and hey. I am not mad at you, kind sir. Take take all the main event opportunities you can. Take every single shot at that uh, oh, hell yeah. opportunity you can. My only big concern is this fight may end up looking some similar to like the uh, Michael Johnson Khabib fight. That's, that's kind of where I see the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anything can be like that fight. Yeah, that that yeah. that was the 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 first time that I, I I looked at Khabib and I was just like I no no yeah, like, like, when he's just like he's hammering him in the in the cage and he's just like you know I deserve this. I was like, is he talking to this dude right now while he's beating his ass? If Bobby Green doesn't come off that great showing on Saturday, do you think he's the guy in line there? Or do you think he would have took that fight? Or do you think it'd be completely different? It, it would have probably, it, honestly, if he didn't have that good showing and stuff, I'm surprised Islam even accepted a lower-end contender. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. we didn't see, you know, some other fight get moved into the main event slot. Um, yeah. I'm very, but very I, upset. As a Benil Dariush fan, I was very much looking forward to this fight. hoping for. The I agree with that completely. Yeah. I wanted to see how that, that fight played out. Mm-hmm. But on the Islam side, though, I mean, that's the thing, though, dude. And, like, I – Having, like like I said, having been there before where you go all the way to fight and you make weight and shit. Hell, Corey, you were there when well, I fought a guy a, 15 yeah, pounds heavier, out. dude. Like, he's he made his whole camp, it. right? Yeah. Like, he did his whole camp. I got to imagine there's got to be a certain point where he's like, I don't give a fuck who you put in the cage with me. Yeah. Like, I want to yeah. fight because, dude, you put all that time into a camp. Yeah. Whether yeah. you fight or not, here's the thing that we talk about on the show all the time that nobody wants to talk about. Even if you don't fight, like you go through a whole camp, you get to the weigh-in, the guy can't fight, whatever, you still got to pay for that camp, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, I'm just saying. And, and like, not to mention, and, and Tommy, you, you could probably attest to this, once you get in that mental state where you're ready to go, man, and something happens, oh, your match or something like that, that just, it just tears you apart. It sucks, man. It, it, it's it's a hard one to bounce back from, especially like short term, like the, those quick like yeah. turnarounds. It's, it's rough. I can only imagine what it's like for like fighters and shit. Yeah, yeah you I just got to be careful, especially with, with the shit. weight cuts and everything else that goes into it. I mean, that's a whole other yeah. layer to the onion, I guess you could say. But yeah. Kyle sure. actually brought up our kind of strength of schedule and how we love watching these guys grow. And another person that got a main event opportunity coming up this weekend, uh, our boy Jamal Hill. 
What, yes. What's your thoughts on him taking on uh, Johnny Walker in this weekend's uh, main event? Oh, dude, I want him to win. I for, I don't know what it is about Johnny Walker. I, I just uh, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> I think for me, I think it was I think it was when he did the whole like salute thing and fell forward and he fucked his whole shoulder <laughs> up. Shoulder. I was just like, I was yeah, like, how do you do I that, did, dude? I forgot about that, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that was when I was just like, nah. I was like, nah, I'm good. Hey, I'm good on him. I'm good on uh, him. <laughs> my buddy Wiggs, that's that's like his favorite fighter right now. So he's pretty. Hey, Wiggs. <laughs> I got your belt, <laughs> motherfucker, and I got the two hundred bucks that went with it. That's Just his, saying, that's his boy, man. I had to tell him two hundred bucks. Oh, been on the show. He's from Michigan. I was like, I ain't gonna root against this. Here, guy. I'll just I'll leave this in here. <laughs> the two hundred bucks Walker. in my bank account. Bank account. Lost me, uh, <laughs> most most definitely in his last fight. I feel like he still has potential. He still has definitely like mm-hmm. the explosive nature and stuff like that, but. And that Tiago Santos fight, man, he just looked pure defensive, didn't try to yeah. do anything, and just it was not at all an impressive performance whatsoever. He may come out here and try to redeem himself 100%, and that kind of worries me. But I feel like Jamal, man, Jam- people sleep on him. To, to his point, man, people sleep on him until they get woke up by the doctors, man. So yeah. No, straight up. He's done nothing but great things other than his Paul Craig fight. But even then, man, like, what kind of guy fucking watches his arm flop and is like, no, nah, I'm still going to th- try to throw some punches because, yeah. you know, fuck this shit. Fight or flight, bro. He would not accept the loss. He would not accept what came with it. And he did nothing but improve and look incredible in his Jimmy Crew fight. So I. It's hard to root against him, man. Michigan boy. No, hundred percent. It's you know. I hope. The hey, best, man. man. I've said this since we had him on the show. Definitely want to get uh, Jamal back on the show. Look, dude, that guy speaks his mind, and uh, yeah, to all you haters that had a problem with him speaking his mind on this show, fuck y'all too. Yeah. But uh, that being said, uh, I am very much looking forward to this fight. I hope uh, Jamal does big things. I've already said such. Make sure you uh, send some positive vibes towards sweet dreams. But, I mean, Tommy, we've kept you for quite a while. Um, Like I said, RPW, ICW, you're going to be doing your thing, Chicago, Illinois. If you've got any uh, parting thoughts, not only for your opponents, but for anybody on the fence of uh, getting to the show, now I'm just going to say with the snow out here, that might make things a little bit uh, harder to get to. It uh, might. Nah, How man, are you feeling? Uh, and let them know what's up. Pretty much, uh, I mean, I, you know what? Fuck it. I got a message for Hoodfoot. Let me let me throw one out oh, here. That's oh. what I'm talking about. You said you had some shit to say. I it's starting to seem like <laughs> knockouts in the three rounds is the place that people come to if they got some shit to say. <laughs> I damn. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think hot you're mice, right. But mice. but but Hoodfoot. Hoodfoot is that guy right now that everybody's talking about. He's in everybody's mouth. Everybody is talking about this dude. And it's my job to go into his hometown and beat his ass in front of his friends and family and watch their faces change from the happy faces of getting to see their their loved one their loved one Hoodfoot out there doing his thing to the absolute sheer horror on their faces when they see the lifeless bloody heap 
that was Hoodfoot that I'm going to leave in Chicago. And that is a promise, but it's also a death threat. Well, hot damn, that's about as good a way as any to uh, cap a show. And uh, Hoodfoot, you know, we already told you the door was open. Well, I guess uh, the challenge and the gauntlet has been laid down. Make sure you're checking out RPW if you got IWTV, all that, that good stuff. Uh, like I said, I, for one, am looking for this one play. So, Donald, I hear you. I need to get to Chicago. But, see, the post office thinks otherwise right now. So, I, for one, may not make it to Chicago this time. But, uh, you know. And the weather, of course. The post the office weather. just. Yeah, weather. I mean, that, too. The weather, the weather too, because the even with that Jeep, I ain't going to hold you up. It yeah, was, I feel uh, you, man. Shitty. But uh, we've had death threats laid out, and uh, all the threats that we've laid out, if you don't lay them subscribe buttons down, we appreciate you. I'll buy the beer. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, you're already offering me free beer, man. Damn this weather, or I'd come drink with you. Hey, man, we appreciate you guys checking out Knockouts and Three Counts. I can't go enjoy a beer with Donald in Chicago, but... Maybe I'll have to find another show here in Michigan to enjoy a beer at. Well, until next time, you know, hey, why don't we take it back a bit? Fuck your couch!